Welcome to Miners of Mayhem, a true crime podcast cast, excuse me, <laughs> focused on miners who cross the line to become murderers. I am Eden, and with me is my little heifer, Brianna. Hi, that's me. Yeah. So we've decided to drop our bonus episode today, a regular episode on Thursday, and another one on Sunday. So we are going to be busy this week, Miss Brianna. Three episodes. Let's go. Oh my gosh, that's, yeah. It'll be fun. It will? Hopefully. Yeah, (laughs) we we always have fun. We make it fun. Even though our hearts are usually ripping out of our chest, we we do our best. Yeah, that's for sure. We're jumping way off of our normal path today, but this is important to us as the people involved are friends of ours. So we are very, very passionate about this crime. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really infuriating and heartbreaking um, what our friends are going through. Yes, it is. They are, you know, we don't get to see Justin and Melinda very often, but they're the kind of friends that, you can see once a year and pick right back up where you left off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I haven't seen them for years, but I still consider them my friends because they're such good people. They are. They are very pleasant. Oh, it's Gary. <laughs> he scared me. So, um, those of our listeners who know me personally know that I'm an avid horse person. I fell in love with horses around the age of five, and I started riding with my little neighbor friend out in California when, you know, when I was just a little whippersnapper. By the time we moved to North Dakota when I was nine years old, I came home from school one day and had my very own horse standing in the yard. Uh, Best day of my life. Oh, yeah. I remember the first day I got my very first horse. It was my 12th birthday. And his name was Twister. And we had actually rode him before. And I fell in love with him. And then after school, I went to my grand and papa's house. And there he was standing, all mine. Well, it was for me and my brother, but I rode him the most and bonded with him the most. Well, it was shortly thereafter that grand and papa decided that... uh, you didn't need to share your horse. And the next thing I know, they called me from horse sale and said, hey, I think we found a kid's horse for uh, Brandon and we bought it. Yeah. We had someone put a belt around his neck and jump on him in the pen back there. I think we did good. And then Freckles came home. Yep. Yeah. He was, he a, was a big one too. Oh, he was a giant. Goodness. Yeah. So oh. you you didn't share Twister for very long. No. And then all of us had our own horse. Yep. Yep. It was, it was a good time. Um. I was so happy to finally have a very, you know, a a horse of my own, a a horse that I never had to share. And she was mine. She was all mine. And her name was Dolly. She would let me lay over her warm back, my head resting on her hind end in 30 below weather. And my mom would have to drag me in the house kicking and screaming so I wouldn't freeze to death. That sounds so familiar. I used to do the same thing with Twister. I used to no halter, no nothing, just out in the middle of the pen. I'd get on him bareback and lay my head on his butt 
Yeah, <laughs> sit backwards and just lay over, lay on them. With oh, I I laid on my belly. Yeah, you turn around backwards yep. and then lay on your belly and then lay your head on the rump of their butt. Yeah, their hind hindquarters. Yep. Um, I'm really proud to say that my passion, love, and respect for these majestic beings is my favorite thing about myself. Um, and I'm also proud to say that I pass this on to all of my children. All of my kids enjoy riding horse, and I think my girls enjoy it more than my boys, but hey, I'll, I'll take it. If my boys will go ride with me once in a while, I'll take that. Yeah, <laughs> so for sure. <laughs> it's better than, uh, yeah. better than not riding at all. I'll take it. Right. Do you have anything to add, sis? I mean, I, other than, you know, I grew up with horses too. Um, my first one was a gelding because that's just how it worked out. And then um, he passed away and, and he was absolutely my best friend. Like the bond that can be created between an animal and a human is remarkable. Yeah, like, it is. The trust that we had in each other was unbelievable. Yep. I mean, he didn't have, ended up losing one of his eyes. Yeah, we had to have it taken out. And <clears throat> I was his vision. I did screw up one time. One but time. Yes, you did. <laughs> he, he, didn't, he didn't do anything. He just moved on over and we just kept going. Um, and then... You know, after he passed away, we got that Arabian. Yeah. Well, half Arabian, whatever she was. And it was a mare. And she would have nothing to do with me. She wouldn't listen to me. We spent hours in the round pen. And I think I finally looked at you and I said, she's too bitchy. I can't handle it was bad. It was a no. <laughs> it was a hard no. Now me, I love mares, but my 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 main squeeze right now is a gelding, and I wouldn't trade him for nothing. I have Chrome is good. <laughs> I haven't had the best luck with mares. Remember when I was like, I don't know, seven, eight, and I rode Tess? I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were I was riding a young two year old. That's yeah. why you were riding her. Yep. We were out in the field with a group of people, and the next thing I know, I'm looking straight up at the sky, and then the next thing I know, you're pulling me off of her, and you're getting on her in my tiny little saddle. Yeah, I, and <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I managed that, because you were tiny. Yeah. I shoved my big butt in that tiny kid saddle and got on that horse because I'll be damned she was not going to do that shit with my little girl on there. Yeah. If she was going to do it, she needed to do that crap with me on her. Yeah. So I tried training Imani, which is the half Arabian. Didn't work out. Tess reared up on me. And then... Harbor kicked your head off. Harbor almost killed me. She bucked you off, kicked you in the head, and landed you in the hospital. Yep. Trauma. Yep. And after that... Well, Storm. She did let me catch her. One time? I was, no. Okay. It was more than once. Um, as long as it was me and you uh -huh. out there with the horses, she would allow me to catch her. But she was 
still a feisty little bitch. <laughs> that was my horse. Yep. She was bonded to me. My husband, I can remember him coming in the house being so frustrated. Go out there and catch that freaking feed. I can't catch her. So I'd take the halter, stop what I was doing, take the halter and go out there. And she'd see me coming and she'd drop her head and stick it right in the halter. Like, well, crap. Mom's here. Mom's here. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> Mom says so. So oh. the bond, the bond that you can have with these huge, big hearted animals is absolutely amazing. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big deal. And if you've ever like experienced it, you know what we're talking about. Like it's magic. And, and the reason we're talking about all of this is because, um, the story that we are going to be covering is about a horse if you haven't um figured that out but not as happy as our stories like this horse and his owners went through something terrible so why don't you want me you to get into it tell us okay we're gonna dive into this atrocious crime now this story comes straight from the owner and his wife um I think Justin forgot to proofread, though. Well, there's a word or two I'm going to skip because I'm not sure what they are. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. So, Justin? Yeah. It's okay. We'll figure it out. Yep. Um, and I, it, it's so fresh that I'm sure it was hard to write in the first place. Yeah. I, I mean, couldn't imagine. So, I'll just kind of... But anyway, so this, this whole thing that I'm going to read is going to be a quote. I'm going to read it from you, from to you as I got it from Justin reading as Justin. So um, we are just telling his story through our podcast. Yes. So it is his story that we are telling. Okay. So here it goes. And this is all quotes. And this is from Justin. Well, I guess we will start with our relationship. He was a huge turd. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a couple of those. I let him get away with a lot and we drank together on and off. Most of the time, we would share peach tea, but sometimes we'd hit the hard stuff like mm, mellow yellow or a root beer. <laughs> I seen the video. It's so fucking cute. Oh, oh, oh Uncle Brad's going to kick your arse. Yeah, he is. Bleeps. That was bleeped. Okay. He was the most trusting horse I think we had. If the others wouldn't do something, it was, hey, little G will do it. No problem. That comes from me and my wife building trust with him since he was five months old. I won't lie, his maturity level was probably a year or so behind the others. And I'm jumping out of the quotes here because I can second that. I think geldings are like men in real life. They truly are a few years behind us women. Probably. In the maturity level. Yeah. Yeah. And mares are just like women. We're all bitches. <laughs> we, we all bees. Oh, gosh. Um, Off track. Okay, I'm yeah. going back within the quotes. Um, where did I leave off? But Justin says, that's because he was spoiled. When mom yelled at him, I was there, he was by me, and I'd be scratching his neck or his ears. He was the biggest dog you'd ever seen. Now... He was 16 three hands to 17 hands. Last we sticked him in June before the trainer, 
he was right at 16.3. So for those of you who don't know what stick tim is, when you measure the height of a horse, there's four inches make one hand. Yep. So if this horse was stuck at 17 hands, now if my math is right here, there's four inches in a hand. So if little G stood at 17 hands, that would be equivalent to five feet, seven inches at the withers. If my math is correct, is my math correct for you? Wouldn't you take 17 times four and then divide it by 12 inches and that would make like five feet, seven inches? Yeah. So I he's a big so. boy. I don't math, so. I don't, well, <laughs> sorry, Mr. Shaw, if you're out there somewhere. I, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to math. Math is Yeah, hard. so that would put him five, seven at the withers. So his back, his wither level would be way taller than even me. I This is one horse that I probably couldn't crawl up on. He, from the pictures, he's a big boy. He is a big boy. He's and gorgeous. Wide. He's a, built to the hilt. Yeah. Beautiful. He's gorgeous. Okay, back back to the, I'm going back within the quotes. Um, so he was big, but he was pretty respectful in the pen. I was, it was definitely intimidating when he'd come running to you. It would definitely test your trust. Like, is he going to stop in time? He would walk behind you and sometimes not be paying attention and bump you. You would just have to turn around and look at him and he would back up two steps and drop his head to, you know, almost like he was saying he was sorry. I know all horses have their own personality, but this guy was something else. The morning of Veterans Day was pretty rough. It started out like any other, me getting ready for work and my wife heading up to feed the horses. It was roughly 8.30 a.m. that morning and my wife comes in in just hysterical telling me to get up to the barn. She couldn't find little G and there was blood everywhere. Oh, I jumped Could you in. imagine? No, I, ca- I couldn't. Not, I can't either. Nope. I jumped into my boots and grabbed a jacket on the way out the door. We got to the barn about the same time. I was looking for him to be standing somewhere. And my wife said, there he is and started crying. I turned my head and seen him down near the trees. I ran to the pen to see if there was anything I could do to help or if he was even still with us. When I got to him, I knew it was too late. This is where he says, so it, he has it written, my, my way came up and just broke down. Was that my wife? My wife came up and just broke down? I know it's a, a typo, so I don't really uh. know exactly what it is. I took a knee next to my friend and said goodbye. He had no frost on him. His body was still somewhat warm. His eyes had not frozen from the cold. That morning, it was about 14 degrees. I got up and started looking at the horrible thing my horse went through. There was blood everywhere. I was super pissed, but was heartbroken seeing how badly he had suffered. I followed the trail and the puddles of blood trying to figure out what happened. I walked down behind the lean-to where we have the pen for them. That's where I seen where it started. There was blood on the trees in the building, a huge puddle of blood by the corner of the building. I walked around looking at all of this and knew that he had been shot. There's nothing else that would do this. I told my wife, we need to see the other side of little G. I went and got my skits skid steer to turn him over 
I texted my son and told him what had happened and he came right out. He was trying to find tracks or shell casings, just anything. By the time it was about 9.30ish, we, we turned little G over and found nothing. The only place he had lost blood was out of his nose. Hmm. So anyone that's been around hunting, and, and Justin has been around hunting and hunted for many, many, many years, his first assumption was that he'd been shot in the lungs with a small caliber rifle. So basically, little G drowned in his own blood. Like I said, this is so infuriating and so heartbreaking that it literally leaves me speechless because I couldn't, if, I, I just can't. I know, I can't either. Because a lot of people think, like, animals are just, you Commodity. Know, animals. They're, they're just a, a possession. But to people like me, you, Justin, Melinda, you know, all of our friends. All that, of our friends, yeah. They're family. They are family. If anything, it would, yes, it's just like losing a part of you. And this was Justin's. And it sucks. Yes. <sighs> okay, back to it. <clears throat> I'm going back within the quotes. Um, after looking him over, I had to go into work and I, I called the cops. My wife stayed there and was there when they showed up. I think around 1030-ish. My wife showed him everything and called me and kept me up on what was being said. I sat in the truck at work and just felt drained like all of the ambition had been taken from me. While the cop was at my farm, he walked and looked at all the tracks and seen all the blood. He came to the same conclusion where he was shot and this was no accident. This person basically hunted my horse. The cop also told my wife that he thought he was shot with a small caliber rifle and that finding the hole in, a, in the horse would be like trying to find a hole the size of the end of a pen. And if it was a, if it was a small caliber, it probably didn't exit. That was a big horse. So it probably just jostled around inside. Oh, and, so there's I'm not sure. going to be, there's not going to be an exit wound. No. I wouldn't think. It probably lodged in the lungs. This is my unprofessional opinion. Common, this is my common sense. Opinion. Yeah. yeah. My common sense opinion tells me that it's in there and it didn't come out. Yeah. So. Mm -hmm. um, the sheriff department could not in their statement say for sure that that was the cause of death because we didn't have the bullet removed. It was asked if we did have it removed, can they track the gun? And they said no. So instead of cutting my horse apart to get a bullet that wouldn't help catch someone, we decided to bury him without doing it. Yeah. I can't say I blame I... him. And I don't, I don't understand why. I... Do they have to have something to compare it to before they can? I don't know. It, I, I feel like I would probably beg and push hard for them to test it or find out where you can test it or how it works. Somebody explain it to me so I can understand it more. Explain it to me so I can make you know, a good opinion or a good, a good decision. Yeah. Right. So like my thoughts are you have to have something to compare it to. 
you know, the ballistics don't, yeah. they have to compare. I, so how could, if they're, yeah, I, I don't know. That's I don't know beyond that my, works. yeah, I, do, I wish I did. But either way, I still feel like I would push. I to... think I, I would too. But you know, the, the thing here is little G was buried at their farm. Yeah. And if the time ever came where they needed that, mm-hmm. it, he, it, it's he could, it's there. He could be exhumed. I mean, yeah. oh, I hate saying that. It just, oh, it makes me sick. He to shouldn't my be in the ground in the first place. Absolutely not. So anyway, back to it. I'm going back to Justin's story. Story. It's not a story. His horrible events. It's real life here. So, um, from what we figured, this person came onto my property, around my trees, knowing little G was in the back. So this person hunted my horse. This was no accident. It was impossible to even see this horse from the road or any ground that wasn't posted. No hunting. Right. And this is a dark horse. I, I, I forgot to ask permission to put pictures up on our Facebook page, and I will reach out to Justin and Melinda and see if I can put their pictures up of the scene and, and this beautiful horse. Yep. So you guys can see what we're talking about. Yeah, because he is a dark horse. He is a dark horse, and unless their pen and their little lean-to or whatever is lit up like a football field, you wouldn't be able to see You him. wouldn't be able to see this horse. Okay, back to it. Uh, from my guess, he was shot between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. The few parts of this the person missed is he didn't realize we are up with our horses a lot. And we were up with him at 9 p.m. and he was fine. The other thing is he didn't count on is little G was locked near the barn and couldn't get into the back pasture. So blaming hunters for a stray bullet couldn't happen either. So and, it was definitely done on purpose. Well, not only that, at 9.30 at night, it's dead dark. Really dark. Like, there is no hunters out hunting at that time of night. No. You wouldn't be able to see. No, absolutely not. So the cop admitted that this was in no way an accident, and it was very much intentional. Little G was my first horse I ever had. Yes, my wife has had a few horses, but none of them were mine to be raised, you know, to raise as my own. I think he would have been a great horse and would have turned heads for sure. And Justin is right about that. This horse was gorgeous. Oh, he was a looker. Oh, beautiful. Yes. He is missed every day. I go outside and I look at the barn wanting to call for him. I will never see him stand at the gate waiting for me to come see him. Never see him think that he is a human and try to cl- climb gates anymore. I will never see him climb the manure pile and jump off of it with no fear thinking that he could fly or something. He was, oh. he was a character and will be missed terribly. This evil person looked to hurt me by making my horse suffer. I cannot imagine what kind of person would do that. Justin Bauer. I, I'm so heartbroken for them. I, I couldn't, how malicious, like, and evil, and 
it's so hard it's it, to that, put it into words that's horrible that if you have a beef with justin or melinda or anybody you know what walk up to their face and work it out exactly be adults don't, don't go after their family or anything that was an innocent horse standing there minding his own damn business doing what he does and he was a very loved part of their family yeah and that was taken away by some malicious a-hole and so, i feel like they definitely need to be caught and convicted for everything and anything that they can be charged with oh absolutely so like i said I, I, in my opinion, word of mouth is huge. And I feel like if any of you listeners want to share this episode or any episode, please let it be this one. Like, this is probably our top priority right now is to get the word out there about these people doing this to a horse and the family and the, the and torture family. that they're putting the family exactly through. it's like they're grieving they are grieving the loss of a family member you yep. there's no other way to put that no um our friends have not asked for us to mention this at all but i there is a five, as of right now, there is a $5,000 reward leading to the, you know, for any information leading to the arrest of the person or persons responsible for murdering little G. There is a GoFundMe called Justice for Little G. Any money that is donated to this GoFundMe will go towards the reward to help find the person or persons involved of this murder of this beautiful animal um and you know we feel like the higher the reward i do i feel like somebody's you, bound to talk somebody knows something because that is one thing that people cannot do is keep their mouth shut they're exactly. gonna get drunk they're gonna be in a bar they're gonna start bragging hey guess what i did somebody is going to know something and the higher it, the reward the more enticing it is, especially in this time when inflation is high, times are rough, somebody is going to come forward with what they know by the enticement of that reward. So we'd really... So sorry about that. Oh, I don't know what the hell happened. I, I think I hit the cord and it jostled. Oh, jeez. So anyway... We feel that it's very important to try to help and build that reward up. So um, I am asking on our behalf, I, I'm not, the family didn't ask me, but if you're inclined and feel like donating to this cause, um, there is a GoFundMe. It's called Justice for Little G. Um, if you can't donate, we understand. Um, and if you can, in place of donating, just share this, share this podcast. Share the yep. story. Get Let's get this information out there. If you do have any information about the events that led to Little G's death, you are asked to contact the Burke County Sheriff's Office, and the number is 
seven two three one one um our our hearts are just bleeding for Justin and Melinda we I mean we've we've had to have animals put down you prepare yourselves for that when you walk out to see your best friend and your best friend is laying there dead that is not and and you see that it's been you know that's you're not prepared for that well I mean even when you had to put Tess down you know you prepared yourself for months months it was months and months and it was still hard it was devastating so imagine walking out to the pasture and just seeing that scene like seeing all of that blood and all of that it would hit you like i i couldn't i couldn't imagine i you know it makes me sick we have i i my little kids have a horse and he is 28 years old and he is in the greatest shape wonderful shape but i know that horses he's pushing it i mean they still ride him he's still tip top but his age is pushing it at any minute so when i go out there and he's laid out flat on the ground my heart sinks well and I know <laughs> when I go out there and he flaps his little ears because he hears me, it's like, you son of a booger. You're not supposed to nap like that. You're giving me a panic attack. Well, like when Tess was getting that old and she would be laying in the sun, laying down, I'd look over and your face was just drained and your heart was mm. racing. And I would tell you, let me go out there. And that way, I it was it was me protecting you in a way that you could prepare yourself in those minutes by the time I walked out there and back. And the bitch was just taking but a nap. But she was just taking a nap <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> but every single time, especially when she was older, every single time, you know, it, it, it's scary. It is scary. And I, I will be facing that. Yeah. But. Hopefully I have months and months and months to prepare with Charlie. I mean, Charlie, so yeah. that this is, we're totally off. I mean, we're just comparing of, you know, yeah. How, how would it feel to just walk out there and, and there'd be a murder? I couldn't. Your best friend was murdered and there is evidence every of it everywhere of hit what he went through. Why? What is wrong with human beings? I don't know, but I, dislike a lot of people you know my circle, this is why i'm a homebody this me too this is why my circle is so small this is why i prefer my dog dogs my horses kids. over and my kids over people yeah. i just cannot believe the evil that exists yeah. it's, it's unreal um <clears throat> we're gonna cut this out here if you guys um feel so inclined, please leave us a rate and a review. It, it helps us move up this fun little world of podcasting. In the meantime, oh, wait, I've got news. Oh, you do? I do. What is it? Gosh dang, it's a merch update. Oh. Our designs came in last week, and I would like to give a big, huge shout out to Heather over at Creative Chaos. 
She did an amazing job designing our logo, and we are so happy to support her small business. And so a big thank you to Creative Chaos. We look forward to thank uh, you. sending you all of our business and maybe more adventures later on. So yeah. exciting. We should be getting stuff out there. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And as always, you know, um, if you have any case suggestions, um, if you have information on this horrible act, not accident, horrible incident, incident, um, <clears throat> you can email us for whatever reason at minersofmayhem at gmail.com yeah, if you or need, shoot us yeah. a Facebook message. I, you know, I kind of tried to look at our Facebook and I don't know if our message button is active. Oh, well, maybe so I'll have to go into this. We're going to have to look at that. Um, and like I said, I, I did forget to ask Justin for permission to use his photographs, but I will contact him and ask permission. Um, in the meantime, please refrain from being pond scum. Life is too short and keep your happy asses safe out there. And until Thursday, when we come back with a regular episode, bye. Please share. Bye.